It's a pretty bomb, bomb, driving you wild. Come on and do the rodeo. It's the pretty bomb, bomb, driving me wild. Can y'all see me <laughs> while I'm over here singing rodeo? Hey, you guys. Okay, look, I look, I, okay, I'm on live. Okay, perfect. I see myself. Let me fix my mic. Come on, microphone, quit turning this shit. Anyways, you guys, how y'all doing today? I was over here running late. Okay, good. Everybody's here. All right, that's what's up. Thank you guys for joining me. Looks like we already have a super chat here. Tony White, thank you for the $10 super chat. I hope everybody's doing good today. Yes, honey, rodeo. That I always listen to music before I come on live so I can, you know, get in the, you know what I'm saying, get in the mood and stuff. So that was my song by Juvenile. Who here from New Orleans? It's the pretty brown, brown, driving me wild. Come on and do the rodeo. I'm going out tonight. Y'all see I'm dra- I got on a dress and shit. I'm leaving after this damn stream. It is like seven degrees out here. It's probably one of the last nice fall weekends we're about to have. So my ass is going out tonight. I'm going out with my homegirls, okay? About to do the damn rodeo. <laughs> Anyways, I hope you guys are doing good. There's a lot to talk about. We're waiting for more folks to get in here. Shout out to Ramona uh, Sr. She says, hey, T, my name is Mona from Montreal, Canada. About to start my shift, but just wanted to stop. We'll catch the playback. Have a great live. Thank you so much, and thank you for the super chat. Thanks for coming through. I appreciate it. Um, Kiera B sent $9.99. Thank you, Kiera. Appreciate you. So we have a lot of people. Um, Nala sent $1.99. She says, Lady in Red. Um, hope little man had a good birthday. He did. We had a good day. So thank you guys so much. I took him on his first drive. So that was awesome, you know, to see him, you know, driving and stuff like that. I posted on Instagram. So it's funny. Um, Candace Collins sent five, says, Hey T, love you, sis. Catrice sent $14.99. Thank you, Catrice. I appreciate it. So let me see how many people we got in here. Oh, shit. We're already up to 5,000 people. Okay. All right. Well, I guess we can start. I thought we were still like at 1,000. First drive. So, um, so, so that was hate when this other page pops up because it's never automatically muted. So sorry about that. So, Lord, let's see here. We got a lot to talk about. Let me pull up my notes. All right. So let, let's get let's get the, the elephant in the room out the way. I don't have a whole lot to say on this, so we could talk about this first and, and boot this story, keep this story moving. So I'm sure you guys have all heard by now that Tory Lanez has been charged with felony um, charges for allegedly shooting Meg the Stallion. OK, um, he has finally responded today. And so Tory Lanez has come out, he's responding, and he's saying that, do not believe the hype. So let me read to you guys what Tory had to say on um, earlier today on Instagram. Give me just a moment here. Let's see. Okay, so Tory had posted this on IG. Let me show y'all my screen really quick. I got like 50 screens going on here. Give me just a second. Okay. All right. So this is what Tory had to say. He spoke out today. He says, time will tell and the truth will come to light. I have all faith in God to show that. Love to all my fans and people that have stayed true to me. Know my heart. A charge is not a conviction. If you have supported me or Meg through this, I genuinely appreciate you. 
So that is what Mr. Lanes had to say. Um, let me go ahead and pull this off. So a lot of folks are not buying it. A lot of folks are still dragging him. Um, you know, they feel like because he has been charged, he's guilty, but he's right. He has not been convicted. Okay. I will say this. This story is so convoluted to me. The story has never made sense. We've talked about this in my IG chat. Um, we've also spoken about this in the discord to me, all this bullshit is a ritual and I'm basically over it. Um, I'm going to wait to see how it plays out, but I don't I don't get into the whole gaslighting, the whole mantra, protect black women. Yes, black women should be protected. But this entire story just sounds like a bunch of industry bullshit. OK, I'll save my protect black women energy for regular everyday black women who don't have a platform, who don't have a voice, who aren't celebrities, because from the time this story has come out, it's never made sense to me. You know, went from being shot in one foot to both feet, you know, and then she already messed up when she kept going live. Like I was telling y'all this a few weeks ago, you're giving him a defense when you're saying that your back was turned and you just felt something hit your heel. So you don't. So now his defense attorney can say, well, you really don't know who shot you. You know, so it's just been a lot of just mess with this. And I don't put it past. This whole beef with Rock Nation and 1501. Everybody seems for, to forget that. Before this whole shooting happened, there was a huge debacle between uh, Carl Crawford with 1501, Jay Prince, and Jay-Z. So I feel like a lot of this stuff goes way deeper. But folks aren't ready for that conversation because if you're not on the either the Megan train or the Tory train, Folks don't want to have a, a, a deep conversation. So for me, I'm over it. I'm going to sit back. Bitch, I got my tea, okay? And I'm going to sip slow and I'm going to watch how it plays out. And I'm going to have those conversations with people who understand esotericalism. Because I just, this foolishness, I just, I can't. I can't. This story has changed so much. Even his side of the story is convoluted. And at the end of the day, we don't know what's going on. Has anybody seen Kelsey? Kelsey ain't saying nothing. She got drug about a week ago, but she's not spilling no tea. Look, um, who said that? Uh, freaking somebody. Freaking Scorpio or something? Said nobody's seen that. Jasmine Aurora in the comments says, I'm over it just like you, T. Um, a lot of people are seeing where I'm coming from. Let's see here. Bad Apple says the police only charge you when they have evidence. That's how it works. That's not always it. How many people have been falsely arrested and falsely jailed? So don't say just because the police have evidence, that's when they charge you because I can show you 10 other cases where that's not what happened. And let's not forget some of these police officers are very crooked and will plant shit. So again, I'm going to wait for it to play out. I'm not going to get myself emotionally attached to this story. I've been over it. You know, and because I'm over it, people feel like I'm being mean. I'm just over it. I don't I don't like my intelligence being insulted. And it's just too many things that have not made sense from the time this story first came out. And that's just me being honest. So I'm going to just sit around and wait for it to play out. Um, let me go ahead and read some of these comments here. Um, <laughs> Meanie. Meanie2202 says, thanks for always keeping it up to date. On what's going on. By the way, you look beautiful. Love the lip gloss. Thank you so much, sis. I appreciate it. 
Thanks for coming through and thank you for the super chat. Um, Brevon sent $24.99. She says, hey, T, looking beautiful today. I'm so glad I caught your live today while I was working. Stay beautiful. Stay blessed as always. Love you. Love you too, sis. And thank you for coming through. I appreciate you. Um, let's see here. C. Johnson says, hey, T, I love your unbiased views on everything. Thank you so much. You know, like I said, I just I try to be fair. But when something just doesn't make sense and a whole nother situation had been brewing before the whole shooting. I got to give everyone the side eye. This just looks like some industry ritualistic BS to me. Sprinkling a shooting. <laughs> so like I said, you know, I I'm just going to wait. I, I don't have an opinion one way or another on this. Do I think he's all the way innocent? No. Do I think she's all the way innocent? No. I think the truth literally lies somewhere in between. Something happened that night. But what? I don't know. And I'm not going to waste my energy speculating or, you know, running around the Internet with pitchforks saying F Tory or F Meg. I don't have time for it. I'm not going to waste my energy on a convoluted ass story. Um, Joycelyn Brownton says, I don't believe. Hold on. I don't believe if she was lying on him, he would say he was happy. People supported her. This is his freedom at risk. Yeah. You know, it's it's a lot of ways you can read into it, you know, or maybe he's doing that to garner more sympathy. You know, who really knows at this point? But thank you for the super chat. Um, Toy Toy Rock says Kelsey changed her name on IG. She's not hot girl Kelsey anymore. If her and, Be if her and Meg were good, they'd be together. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Something happened that night. And that's why I can't just say Meg is innocent. This was her best friend of years. Why is her best friend not coming and co-signing with her? Why did her best friend's mother and sister drag Meg when this happened and we're going off about Kelsey going to jail? So there's more than meets the eye with this whole story. And my damn transformer voice. More than meets the eye. <laughs> All 80s kids and 90s kids know what I just said, okay? Y'all understand that. There's more than meets the eye, honey. I was a big Transformers fan as a kid growing up, honey. So, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, Kelsey knows something. I really want to hear from Kelsey. I do. Um, let's see here. Bree from NYC says, hey, T, sending love as always. The way Meg has moved since she has been out. Hold on. Since she was shot has been very sketchy. Usually trying to read this. It's like in different parts. Let me make this bigger. Usually people who have been shot are traumatized and don't be all up in the clubs the next week. There's a lot of questionable things. Like I said, what do you think of the images in both of their new videos, Alice in Wonderland versus Demons and Secrets Society? Um, thank you for the cash at uh, Mighty Royale Energy. Honestly, I haven't watched either video. That's just me being honest. I've seen pictures. I've seen people post pictures in the Discord with a lot of like black and white symbolism. And then I seen when he was shooting his video. I just don't have the energy for either one of these people. That's just me being all the way honest. I haven't watched any video they've either one of them have put out. You know, um, I feel like they're both throwing little subliminals at each other. I just want to see how all this plays out. But yeah, from what I've seen on Discord, what people have posted, I do see that there is heavy symbology, but I haven't sat down, you know what I'm saying, to like watch it 
And when I watch something like, you know, especially when a video is named, you know, demons and stuff like that, I want to go into it with a certain mind frame, you know, so I had to be mentally prepared to watch something like that. And I, right now, I just, I haven't had the energy <laughs> to be honest. Um, let's see here. Rambling mom says that why I speak on it then? Because I can. That's why. If you're bothered, go elsewhere. I'll speak on whatever I want to speak on. Bye. So yeah, that's why I'm speaking on it because it's a viral story because I'm not saying what you want to hear doesn't negate the fact that that's, this, is, this is my opinion. So do you want me to come on here and boohoo and cry and say free Tory or boohoo and cry and, and say, you know, support Meg? No, that's not where my energy's at. And I'm not going to be disingenuous because that's what you want to see because all the other YouTubers are on this, you know, jumping on a train. I'm not doing that. I'm over this story, period. So let's see here. I want to go ahead. Like I said, that was going to be a very short look boot. Got the straight straight out. I want to really talk about the whole Jeannie Mai situation. I want to hit on that. So this was very, very interesting here. Um, Let me see here. Stephanie Collins sent 10 says, I defend people accused of such things. They're typically more detailed than either party want to admit. Also, her wounds don't appear to match up with the official story. Yes, a lot of people have said that as well. And looking at it and knowing how bullet wounds look, because I've known, unfortunately, several people who've been shot. I have to question it as well. So, yeah, yeah, look, somebody said that's why I love tea. Uh, Coco Capricorn, you know, I'm going to always keep it real, honey. You know what I'm saying? Like, people really be wanting influencers to be on this fake ass shit. And I'm just, I don't have time for it at all. How I feel is how I feel, period. So let's talk about the Jeannie Mai situation, right? So I really want to hit on this. This is very, it's caused a lot of discussion on social media. And I want to kind of hit on it from a different angle. So if you don't know, recently Jeannie Mai did a show. uh, She was on The Real. I guess they're all at home now. Um, So she was on The Real and she decided to, you know, nobody, nobody at all. Here comes Jeannie. I'm going to submit to young Jeezy. When me and him get married, I'm submitting to my husband. And so everybody was like, all right, all right. You know, so it caused quite a bit of controversy, but I want to play it in her words. You know, I'm just being goofy. But let me go ahead and play it in her words here so you guys can see exactly what she's talking about submitting to. So give me just a moment to pull this up so we can hear it. Okay, let me hit play. So I'm going to say right here that I, Jeannie Mai, going into my marriage, I want to submit to my man. Let me explain. When I hear this definition, like you just said, Adrian, submitting has a negative connotation. It means that you are less important. You are lower than that person that you're submitting to. It usually can be like, you know, referenced as somebody who works lower than you. And that's not what I'm referring to here. But what I really learned in my life for my definition of marriage, I'm not saying what I want works for everybody. I'm saying for me, I'm a very dominant woman. I own my business. I lead my teams. I played my own manager, my own publicist, my own lawyer when I didn't have money to have those people. So I make the decisions in my life. When I come home, I... And I, I like the idea that my man leads us. 
That doesn't mean that in this case, Jay makes all the decisions for us. That doesn't mean that when he says, how are we spending our money or where are we moving? That I just say, yes, sir. Or yes, your, your honor. Like, it's not that it's a, you know what? I think that we would do best here. I want to do this. And he takes the decision. He formulates it with our overall vision and he leads us. And I like to submit to that. I don't want to lead in our household and in our marriage. I want him to lead. And I have all the essence of what I bring as a wife to make that decision, but that I love that my husband will be the man that leads. I like that structure in a marriage. And I look forward to that because girls, it's tiring being the boss of me. It's tiring leading all the time. It is. All the time. I'm it's tired to I be the boss of that all the time. Okay. So it's ended here. So let me start by saying this. I definitely agree with her. When you're a woman who's a boss running your own business, it is it is hard because you're having to make decisions and run things. And when you come into your household, it is nice to have a man, you know, what I'm saying there to like, you know, be the head of the household and to run things. And I also believe because, again, I may be more conservative than some of y'all that I do believe you know, even in the Bible, that the man is the head of the household, the man, the woman, then the children, right? And you put God first. Um, and that's how, that's kind of how it was in the household that I grew up in, where my father was the head of the household. So I definitely understand where she's coming from. But my thing is this, you know, before people start talking about submitting, make sure this is a person worth submitting for, you know, so that that's where... I kind of have issues with that is that, yes, I believe that women should be submissive. I don't think that being submissive is a bad thing. And a lot of women are willing to be submissive. But is that man worthy of being submissive for? That is the question, because you want there's a lot of guys out here who want people to, you know, to submit to them. And as soon as they walk in, suck my dick, you know, just little shit like that. Right. (laughs) And it's like, okay, we don't mind. But are you actually working and paying the bills and being a man? Are you actually being the head of the household? Because if I'm the woman and everything is on me and I'm working a nine to five job, taking care of the kids and you're just the king of the living room playing Call of Duty all day, I'm not submitting to that shit. So (laughs) it's a it's you know, the man also has to bring something to the table. And that's the conversation. If We're going to talk about submitting. That's the conversation we need to have because relationships are a two-way street. And I don't feel like any woman, you know, I'm goofy, honey. I'm just saying like, you know, some dudes, they feel like, you know, I'm the man when I come home, I want, you know, food and, you know, my peen sucked. I'm just keeping it real. And that's fine. Nothing wrong with that request. But did you work a long, hard day at work? Or have you just been playing video games all day? Because if you just been sitting in the living room, Telling me that you just, that you got a new, you know, uh, award or you unlocked a new level of Call of Duty. I'm not going to want to really suck you off and cook you dinner. Cook your own shit. You've been here all day. You get what I'm saying? So that's just the truth of the matter. Right. It has to be a two way street. You know, just like a man, you know, is supposed to honor and love and cherish his wife. Now, if that wife is a hood rat and and she's spreading it all over the neighborhood, then does that still hold true? Absolutely not. So, again, we have to go into these situations smart. But I also want to hit on this from a different angle that a lot of people may not be looking at this from. And, you know, I know the real and Jeannie and them, y'all watch YouTubers. She might get offended, but you know, I don't give a fuck. Um, One thing I've noticed is this. It seems like once people get into like interracial relationships, 
there's two things I notice. Either they try hard to play up their racial stereotype, okay? Folks ain't ready for this conversation, or they try hard to play down their racial stereotype. And this is what I mean when I say this. Jeannie Mai, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, is talking about being submissive. To me, when I hear her talking about being submissive, when nobody asked her, we really don't give a damn what you're going to do in your household. You know, you can suck his dick every night. Doesn't, you know, doesn't affect my household. Okay. So I'm just being funny, y'all. Sorry. Being kind of vulgar. (laughs) Okay. So anyways, what she's doing in her household is her business. What I notice is that sometimes when people get into interracial relationships, they do certain things and they talk about certain things to play up their racial stereotype. And what I mean by that is that the, the, the stereotype that is attached to Asian women, and I didn't know this until I got older, is that because when I was a kid, it was always Asian people are good at math, right? That was a stereotype when I was a kid. As I got older, I realized there was a lot of sexual stereotypes attached to them, that Asian women are more submissive. You can dominate them. That's why they date white men, because white men like Asian women, because they're more submissive. And to show my point, I have receipts. I'm not just saying this, you know, to disrespect her or anybody. But um, let me show you all my receipts here. Okay, so this is an article from a few years ago, and it's talking about the sexualized submissive stereotype of Asian women. And how it's leading to like domestic violence and things like that. They made a lot of really good points in this article. Also, if you remember me being from the Twin Cities, I kept up with this article. Kelly Chauvin, um, she was the wife of Derek Chauvin, the cop who killed George Floyd, who just got out. And she was being very much judged where people were saying that the only reason why she was with um, Derek Chauvin was, you know, because of immigration status and because, you know, he wanted to, um, you know, make her submissive and Asian women are always dating white men. And she was getting drugged all over like the Asian community internet, right? So those are like one stereotype. Now, let me say this. Does that mean that every Asian woman is submissive? Absolutely not. I grew up in the damn Twin Cities, okay? There's a, a huge Hmong population up here. And some of them Hmong girls are, you know, and, and Cambodian girls, they're some of the most wildest chicks you'll ever meet. And the dudes, you know what I'm saying? They be gangbanging and doing all types of stuff. So that's why I never understood this stereotype because I'm like, I don't really know any Asian girls that are submissive. The Asian girls, I know they be turning the fuck up. Be in the club, and you know what I'm saying? I've had a few, like, cool-ass Asian homegirls that were Cambodian, and all they did was fucking fight. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, what is this submissive shit, you know? But again, that's what you would call a stereotype that they put on Asian women. So I find that funny that she brought that out, and she's trying to play that up, almost to tell her community, even though I'm dating this Black man, that a lot of Asian people in the community, they don't really like interracial relationships if it's a black man and an Asian woman. You see all the drama that it causes in China and things like that. They really don't like that. But if an Asian woman dates a white man, that's seen as a status symbol. That's seen as her upgrading. It's, it's applauded. But if she dates a black man, it's looked down upon. I'm not saying everybody in the Asian community. I'm just talking about there's some people. Let's let's all be adults here. I'm not paying everybody one, with one brush, right? So I feel like she's doing that to play her stereotype 
that people put on Asian women to let her community and others know that even though I'm dating this black hood dude, I'm still going to be submissive to my man. I still know how to play my role as an Asian woman. That is what I got from that. If you look at this deeper from not a superficial level and you take your emotions out of it in the same breath, young Jeezy. Okay. I really didn't know who while he was dating before this. Cause I'm like, well, has he ever been in a relationship? I have to Google because his relationships were never followed like that when he was with black women. I heard he dated Keisha Cole and many other black women. And I, and I even asked one day on IG, well, did he ride bikes with them on a bicycle built for two? Was he posting himself, you know, in cars and taking Sunday strolls? So that's what I say when I when I when I say that I feel like sometimes when people get into interracial relationships, they try hard to downplay whatever stereotype is attached to their group. And we all know the black male stereotype is, you know, thug, gangster, drug dealer. And let's not forget, he helped to perpetuate that shit. Okay, all his albums was about trapping and selling drugs. So in order to soften that image for the Asian community, so it doesn't look like, you know, Jeannie Mai has dated down or, you know, she's messing up her brand. Let me step up and act like, you know, this whole new guy that we never saw before until he got with her because he wasn't doing all these sweet nothings when he was with the black woman. You know, and I'm not saying that to be dispurging. This is just what I'm noticing. And this is just me speaking truth to power. I'm not knocking their relationship. I really like them as a couple. I think they're a beautiful couple. They both seem genuinely happy. Okay. So that nothing but love and respect for that. But I also have to be real when I say like, damn, Jeezy, how come you're not acting on thuggish and ruggish? And you know what I mean? You're not talking that, you know, bang, bang shit anymore. Now it's all, we in love in this bitch and this is my Asian queen. Okay, that's cool. But it's funny that your whole disposition changed once you got with her. Just like with Jeannie. Now you're like this hip hop head and you're rapping Tupac lyrics with your man. But when you was with the white dude, Frank, we didn't get that energy. So I don't know if there's something I hit. Okay, that I noticed. Thanks. I'm glad a lot of y'all seen where I'm coming from. Alicia put a bunch of bullseye. Uh, is that what it's called? A bullseye? I hit the bullseye is what she's trying to say. Thank you, Alicia. You know, so th- those are just some of the things I've noticed. And again, that's the part that's kind of dangerous when you go into a relationship. And I'm not saying these two, but when you go into a relationship based on a stereotype that you have in your head, that's where a lot of people, especially men, get themselves in trouble. Because again... Y'all swerping down a lot of these, you know, uh, when they when they date, like, let's say, Latina women. Oh, she's a bad chick. But then when that temper flares up and <laughs> she starts busting out your windows like blue faces, baby mother was busting out the windows in the house as if she don't live there, you know, was whooping his ass and all this other stuff. And folks were feeling bad for him. Oh, that's abuse. That's not right. I didn't feel bad for blue face. That's what you call spicy, bitch. Enjoy. <laughs> spicy like a damn Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich, right? So I, yeah, I don't feel bad. So that's what happens when you go into a relationship not knowing that person for who they are and you're going off of a racial stereotype. No different than, you know, like let's say a white girl trying to get into a relationship with a black man because she's assuming that all black men are hung like horses. And then she finds out this particular black man is not. And now she's fucking around on him. And that's her whole excuse. So it's just like people need to stop going into relationships or stop fetishizing people and get to know people for who they are. 
Because I see that a lot. That's I don't feel bad, especially if you're one of the, the dudes who talk about who taught down to black women. If you're in your interracial relationship, enjoy. But once you start disrespecting black women to uplift another race, then at that point, I have no respect for you. So enjoy the spiciness. Enjoy the hot sauce that comes with the crazy baby mama breaking your shit. Don't feel bad at all. <laughs> Somebody put a hot tamale in the damn chat. I know that's right. Spicy, bitch. Spicy. So that, you know, that's the truth of the matter. That's how I feel about it. Let me go ahead and read some of these stupid chats here. Y'all know I'm a mess, honey. Miss um, Mel says, preach T, emphasis on men being worthy. When he is, you show him that vulnerability. That man will be your biggest fan and will do everything to ensure that you're happy and vice versa. Amen, sis. And thank you so much. So, yeah, it's not that women don't want to submit. Because, you know, black women get that stereotype that we won't submit. We want to be the man of the relationship. We want to be the head of the household. Sorry, I don't want to be the head of the household. I'm not the man. That's not how it's in the Bible. That's not how for me. If if you want to be the head of your household as a woman, that's your business. I'm talking about in this house. Why stay? Speaking for myself, just like Jeannie spoke for herself. I want the man to lead. But again, that man has to be worthy of leading. Okay? You can't lead my household and you got the same mentality as my 19-year-old son. It's not going to work. You know what I'm saying? You have to be, you know, on your shit, business-wise, financial-wise. And I don't think that Black women should have to settle just to say they have, you know, just to say that they have a man. Just like I don't think any race of women, honestly, should have to settle. If I'm bringing this to the table, I want you to bring just as much to the table, point blank, period. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be with somebody where you're equally, where you're equally, equally, excuse me, equally yoked with them. Because when other race of women choose to be equally yoked, it's not looked down upon. Or when other race of women, maybe they're not even, you know, up to par financially. Think about it. Uh, What's Tiger Woods, baby's mother? She was a damn nanny. This man was worth millions, but he was willing to date a nanny. So that's what I'm saying. Sometimes when it's an interracial relationship, the, the standards are not as high. Like I'll date a nanny, but I know damn well Tiger Woods would have never dated a black nanny. So that that's my issue with stuff is people allowing things when they're in an interracial relationship that they wouldn't allow from their own race of men or women. OK, if I'm not going to, you know, date and entertain somebody who ain't got shit, I'm not about to sit here and entertain Trailer Park John. He ain't no different than fucking Tyrone or, you know, Raheem or some shit. Right. So that's all I'm saying. You know, keep the same energy. Am I preaching today? Eh. <laughs> you know, that's, that's all I'm saying. You know, when you find somebody who's equally yoked and bring something to the table, then you don't have a lot of baby mama issues. You don't have a lot of women plotting on you because women who are handling their business, we're not having oops pregnancies. That's the truth of the matter. A dude just can't just knock me up right now because I'm mature about my situation. I understand how babies happen. Maybe as a teenager, I didn't get it. Hence why I got pregnant. But I don't see myself having oops babies in my late 30s. So again, that's where men have to be more selective. If you're with a woman who has her shit together, her mentality is not to trap you because she has her own bag. But if you're dating a woman who don't have shit, then that's all she can do is just bring you pussy and problems. So, again, it's about being selective and being with people who are on your maturity level 
financial level and who are goal driven. And you will see how so many of the problems end up ceasing when you raise your standards. And that's just real talk. And I think, you know, for the most part, Jeannie and, and um, Young Jeezy, I think they're equally yoked. You know, like I said, I like them as a couple. But I also had to call out, you know, how people kind of act different or either do the most once they're dating outside their race. And that's just keeping it real. But, you know, nothing wrong with interracial dating. This isn't one of them streams. You know, I know a lot of people in interracial relationships, people in my family, things like that. I feel like, you know, date who wants to be with you date who loves you, but there's also nothing wrong with telling young men and young women to have standards and to not settle. So just because you're with the white man, if he ain't bringing shit to the table, he ain't no better than you dating, you know, thug ass, you know, Raheem on the block who ain't bringing nothing to the table, but, you know, selling nickel sacks. It's the same thing. So I don't know. That's my tip. I like giving, you know, you know, some advice and stuff. Oh, Kelly, Kelly Yang. Kelly, are you Asian? You look Asian. Hey, sis. She says, call out uh, fetishization. That's hard for me to pronounce, but y'all get what I'm trying to say. Yes, Kelly, that is very true, sis, that a lot of times in uh, interracial relationships, there's people who get into them because of, you know, fetishizing people, you know, and Asian women, like a few of my Asian girls, they've dealt with that a lot where guys think that, you know, because they're white, you know, the Asian girl's just about to go home with them. It's like, bitch, I'm not a whore. You know what I mean? Like, you, you I, can I know your name first? You know, like, oh, I got $10, sucky, sucky. Like, that's not funny. That's racist. You know, so yeah, you're definitely right. Just like I was saying earlier, where sometimes you have white girls be like, oh, that's a, you know, big, dark black man. I want to jump on that. And then she finds out, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> That package wasn't as big as you thought, bitch. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. And so, like, people have to be smart. Get to know folks for who they are and stop assuming shit. <laughs> and we're not even going to talk about the babies, honey. You know, you got some folks, they want to, you know, date the opposite because they think if I get with this white woman... I'm going to have this mixed baby with green eyes and, you know, so-called, you know, curly, loose hair. And then that baby come out looking just like them. And they be disappointed like, oh, okay. You know, they want to take not one but two DNA tests. You know, look at damn Drake. He got with a white woman knowing that he's biracial and was shocked that he had a blue-eyed, blonde-haired son. Like, Drake, if you don't go sit your ass down somewhere with the bullshit, you know. So, yeah, you got people, you know, they'll get into these relationships for things other than it being a genuine relationship. And a lot of times that stuff doesn't last. You know, look at um, Gilbert Arenas. He's a perfect one. All he thought them kids he was going to have with, uh, what's her name, Laura, uh, Laura Govan. He thought them kids was going to come out looking full Mexican. Every last one of his kids look black. Look black. They do not have her hair texture. They look just like Gilbert. They're very brown skinned kids. Beautiful children. Don't get me wrong, all beautiful. But you would not look at his kids and think that they were mixed. So what did he do? He got rid of Laura, and then he ended up having a baby with a white girl. Now, that what the one that he has with the white lady, that baby looks mixed. So again, people getting into relationships, you know, expecting a certain outcome, and then when it don't happen, they're making TikTok videos like the white mom I talked about in the last stream who made the TikTok video talking about what she expected her mixed daughter to look like and what her mixed daughter came out looking like. 
you know, so people have to be honest with why they're in relationships. You know, being in relationships because you really love that person, you want to grow with that person, you can see yourself growing old with that person. Don't get into no relationship thinking, I just want to have a baby with green eyes and good hair. You know that, I hate that term, but you know, that's how some people think. And then especially when it don't happen, oh shit, people be in their feelings, honey. In their feelings. Seen it time and time again. Let me go ahead and read some of these comments. So yeah, no, that was that was a really good comment. Um, let's see here. Ramona Sr. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I read that already. Let me go down a little bit further. Um, hey, Celine says hot in red. Thank you so much. I appreciate the super chat. Um, Candace Collins says, in my opinion, ain't nothing wrong with what Jeannie said. I'm definitely submitting. Amen. I don't I don't disagree with it either at all. I think she made some good points. Um, C. Johnson said 999. He says, hey, T, love your unbiased views on everything. Um, let's see here. Joyce Slim Brown says, I don't believe if she was lying on him, he would say he was, oh, I'm sorry. We read some of the, why are these old super chats coming up? Hold on. Let me go down a little bit further. Um, Stephanie Brown sent $10. She says, you are blessing us this week, T. Love watching you. You're the highlight of my day. Such beauty. I really enjoy it. Um, I really enjoy my birthday weekend. I sent you pics on IG. Thank you so much. And thank you for the super chat. I appreciate it. Um, somebody says they love a dominant man. Nothing wrong with that, your girl, Cherry. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that at all. Um, El Dorado says, T, you had me cracking up. Love you. Love you too. And thank you guys so much for the super chat. Let's see here. Oh, shit. We got damn near 13,000 people in here. I didn't even realize it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the stream. So I think, you know, like I said, with the whole Jeannie Mai situation, I definitely agree with her. You know, but like I said, people also have to be picky on who they choose to be submissive to. You know, don't let somebody just walk all over you or demand, you know, perfection or demand submission. And they're not willing to do that for you as well. You know, because there's nothing wrong with the husband also, depending on the situation, submitting to his wife every now and then, you know, cooking dinner, running bath waters and stuff like that. So I definitely think it's a two way street. But that was just a really good dialogue because I saw her getting backlash. But I understood where she was coming from. You know, so I didn't I didn't disagree with her, especially when she's talking about being a strong woman and being a boss and, you know, running a business. It's a lot of work. So you don't want to feel like you're having to come home and run the household as well. So I definitely get her on that. But me being a deeper thinker and not ever taking anything for surface value, I also see where she's low key, you know, trying to play up that stereotype that's attached to Asian women. And that's just keeping it real. Um, Jesus Liz says, speak the truth. Thank you. Um, let's see here. Got another super chat. Uh, Chanel Johnson says, them jeans don't play, LOL. <laughs> them jeans, I'm mean, them kids will come out looking any type of way. You know, it's just a roll of the dice. Um, Ink Pen says, babies aren't baby dolls. What the F? You ain't shopping for a new pet. That's a shame. <laughs> Thank you so much for the super chat. And I agree. You know, but unfortunately, I mean, we see that time and time again, you know. Um, Angela Shelton sent $5. Thank you so much, sis. I appreciate it. Um, my agent says, I get called a gold digger for expressing my desires of marrying a rich, providing, and loving husband. It's like Black women aren't allowed to live a comfortable life. 
Thank you for the super chat, sis. And I agree. You know, it's like we get shamed if we say we we're looking for certain things and nobody would ever shame a white woman for saying, I'm not talking to anybody who makes less than a hundred grand a year. Nobody would shame her. But if a black woman says that, it's like, you gold digging, bitch. You know damn well, most black men don't make over 50 grand. You're a gold digger. It's like, calm down. Why are you so offended, you know, on the defense? You know, I don't even know how much you make per year. I'm just saying. So I definitely get what you're saying, you know, when you say that, sis. And a lot of times, unfortunately, black women are constantly told to to settle and to, you know, to just hold men down and to just be happy, you know, that somebody loves you. But other races of girls are taught to chase that bag. Matter of fact, let me go deep real quick. How much time? It's five. I've been out here for how long? 40 minutes. Okay. Let me, let me go deep real quick. Let me kind of swerve this conversation that we're on this. Um, let's talk about Kobe and Vanessa Bryant. Okay. Y'all know I don't sugarcoat stuff. So there's no disrespect to Vanessa in case she runs across this. But let's keep it real. Okay. A lot of people like to rewrite history. When Kobe got with Vanessa, Vanessa was 16. He met her on the set of a music video shoot. So he probably assumed she was 18. Okay. But she was 16 and still in school, getting ready to turn 17. Okay. So what ended up happening? Let me speak the truth. They got the smashing. Kobe is what, 19, 20 years old. You know, they're a few years apart. And this was in the 90s. So let's just let's all stop with this whole everybody's acting brand new. Like nobody knew, you know, young girls who were dating older guys in high school. There were always guys pulling up to our high school in cars in their 20s, coming to come pick up the sophomores, juniors, and seniors, and maybe sometimes freshmen. But you know, everybody likes to act brand new in 2020. But this was very normal back then. Where older guys dated teenagers and it was very open. It wasn't frowned upon. Hell, some of y'all's grandparents, okay, got your grandpa's probably 10, 15 years older than your grandmother. But, you know, we act new in 2020, but whatever. So anyways, back to Kobe and Vanessa. She was 16. He was like at least 19, 20, maybe a little bit older. But he was definitely already with the Lakers, I believe, at that time. Vanessa's parents, basically, we find out later went and forced Kobe, like, you're going to marry our daughter, if not that statutory rape in Cali. That was the whisperings of why they got married, and that is why Kobe's parents were pissed. That's the real tea. People have tried to rewrite history because, you know, he died, and it's sad, of course, you know, and I'm a big Kobe fan, you know, great basketball player, one of the, you know, legendary goats. But let's keep it real. Vanessa's parents saw a money bag. And was like, oh, no, this ain't just going to be no just one night stand him hitting my daughter. You're going to marry her. If not, we can press charges. And. um, And so they end up getting married. That was the whole contention between Kobe's parents and Vanessa. Because they saw through the BS, they saw that the family was trying to go dig their son. But again, because she's Latina. Nobody looks at it like that. But if it was a black woman and her family plotting, all would have been an issue. Let me also keep it real again. Let's talk about uh, Carl Malone for all my sports heads, okay? Carl Malone got his black baby's mother pregnant when she was 13 and he was in his 20s in college, okay? She gave birth to that child. Carl Malone's son is now in the NFL, 
Nobody pressured Carl Malone to marry the 13-year-old. He didn't even pay child support to take care of that kid. Basically ignored the kid like it didn't exist. Because again, we're never allowed to be gold diggers. We're never allowed to say, hey, you put my daughter in a fucked up situation. My daughter is pregnant at 13. You're going to pay. Nobody forced his hand. But Vanessa's family was like, nah, you're not about to just use our daughter. We're all going to come up. Hence why Kobe bought Vanessa's mother a house, even though it ended up being in somebody else's name. But he didn't even buy his own parents a home. Treated his own parents like crap. They weren't even allowed to speak at their son's funeral or whatever you want, memorial service. Before there was ever a Vanessa and Kobe, there was a Kobe and Jelly Bean Bryant. Okay? So again, this all goes back to, I'm sorry if I'm spilling a bunch of old ass 90s tea. I thought y'all knew about Carmelone, honey. Anyways, shout out to all the 90s sports tea people. You know what I mean? I'm just keeping it real. It's like as, as black women, we're not allowed to, you know, unfortunately... If, if we're seen as chasing a bag or, you know, wanting something better or having, you know, like she said, I want to date a rich man. There's nothing wrong with that. But if that was any other race of woman, nobody would think twice about it. Like, yeah, yeah, cute white girl. You should be dating a rich white man or a rich black athlete. But when it's a black woman, it's like you're a gold digger and you need to go sit your ass down and be happy with, you know, what I'm saying Marcus in the customer service department, you know, so that's just me keeping it real. Um. I thought y'all knew about the Carmelone tea, honey. And shout out to his son. He has a little mixed son. Um, he came on defending his daddy. You know, that's his father. So I'm not, I'm not gonna knock the the little young Carmelone. He looked just like him. He's mixed. I think his name is Carmelone too. I don't know how I'd be forgetting, but he came on, he defended his father, and he said basically the family has gotten over and they're all they're all cool and you know, whatever, honey. But that's old NBA T. So it's, I'm not saying anything that's new. It's not alleged. He, he actually did knock up a 13-year-old. And she had his baby, and he ignored that baby for years. And it wasn't until that baby made it into the NFL that he had no choice but to acknowledge him. So, yeah. Y'all wasn't ready for that T. You see how this deviating to shit? That wasn't even a part of the damn conversation, but I think it was a very good point. And I had to just speak on that real quick. Um, Sharice Hodges says, oh my God, you're preaching to the choir. Thank you, sis. Can I get an amen? Don't have me out here. What is that? What they be doing in the church when they be dancing to something praise dances. <laughs> Thank you so much for the super chat. Um, Selena T says, T, you were speaking straight facts tonight. Thank you. Thank you guys. Yes. Damn. The, the chat room is shooketh. We got damn near 14,000 people in here. I didn't know that y'all didn't know about that Kobe tea or Carmelone tea, honey. Okay, the chat room is shooketh right now. Uh, she was 13 and he was 20. He was in college. So, yeah. Yep. Like I said, I don't have an issue with Vanessa, you know, fan of her husband. But let's keep it real. Now her and the mama are fighting on Telemundo. The mama's telling all her business on Telemundo. Vanessa's going off on the mama and then throwing shade at Kobe's family by time out she bought, but you know, they have all the memorabilia and she's going to leave it, leave it to her daughters. Don't, don't do that, Vanessa. Don't, don't throw shade at the, the family because the mother and the father, they produced your husband. 
So let's keep it cute. I wasn't feeling that. I wasn't feeling that at all. Let's let's keep it cute. Because at the end of the day, that was their son. Kobe's mama went through those labor pains, not you. So let, let's keep it cute. So yeah. I, you know, I keep it with all the sports stuff. I may not do, you know, as much sports commentary. I wish I could, but you know, I keep it with the little sports drama. Huh? I don't miss shit. Okay, somebody says my mom was 12 and my dad was 16. Okay, Latoya. But yeah, that's how it was back in the day. That's why I be like sitting here confused, like, ain't that much changed. So all of a sudden, nobody, no juniors or seniors in high school date older guys anymore. Because when we was in school, that was just the norm. Everybody dated somebody at least three to four, five, six years. Some of y'all bitches was dating people 11 years older than y'all. Let's keep that real. But everybody wants to act new in 2020, you know? So I'm not saying it's right or wrong. That's just what it was. That's just what it was. So yeah, the whole situation is crazy. I do very much believe that Vanessa's family set up, you know, Vanessa to, you know, be married and live a great life. Like, we're not going to let this go. And you're either going to get with my daughter and marry her, or we will press charges. And that's when he was between a rock and a hard shell. And that that is the contention for why his parents were so upset. And a lot of people don't want to talk about it. They want to ignore it. But y'all go back and go Google that 90s tea. Go do your own research. Don't take my word for anything. Because after all, I'm crazy. <laughs> That's what y'all say. I'm just a crazy YouTuber who talks about conspiracies, you know? Um, Stucco Bucko says, Madam, uh, can you say why Kobe and his family were beefing? I just explained it. But thank you for the $5 super chat, love. <laughs> um, Erica Nicole says, yes, honey, caught the live. I'm just getting off looking gorgeous as always. Thank you so much, sis. Thank you for coming through. I'm glad you made it. Um, Sarah sent 499. She says, watching you sip your tea makes me want some of your tea now. Love you and you love your mind. Thank you so much, sis. Yes. Make sure you guys go on to Amazon. You guys put in lovely tea. That's L-O-V-E-L-Y-T-E-A. Or you can go on to lovelytea.net. Um, I have my own tea line. Um, it's one of the top selling teas on Amazon. And we just got a new shipment in. So definitely check it out. So thank you so much for that super chat. I appreciate it. Um, let's see here. Aaron Duncan sent $20 and said, free R. Kelly. Oh, shit, Aaron. You about to start some more controversy in the chat. Thank you so much for the super chat. I appreciate it. Um, let's see here. Shania. Ooh, hold on. It disappeared. Shania says, yes, T. I'm in high school and people still date older people. It's just not talked about as much because people don't want to be judged. Love you. Thank you so much for the super chat. And thank you for being honest. You know, and it's not just they don't want to be judged. You got to realize we're living in a different time. So if you're a junior in high school and your boyfriend is 22, 23 and it gets out, he can get charges placed on him and he can be, you know, branded a sex offender for life. So people are a lot more careful nowadays, whereas back then it was more out in the open. You know, just it was just not a big deal. It was not a big deal to walk through the hood and have grown men hollering at us when we were 12, 13 years old, pulling up on us. You know, looking back at it now as an adult, it's like, damn, that was really messed up. But that's just how it was. You know, from the time we were 13, as you start developing, you know, dudes are looking at you. Like, oh, damn, I remember you were like shaped like a boy. Oh, you starting to get some like, what's up with you? You know, so it's just, that's just what it was. Um, 
Chan Thorne says, remember Virgin Mary was 14, just saying. Exactly. Thank you for the super chat. Um, Fashion Drugs says, hey, T, I'm not sure if you touched on this, but isn't it weird that they didn't give Fantasia praise when she said the same thing as Janie a year ago? Oh, wow. You're right. I forgot about that. I definitely forgot about that. I remember when Fantasia said it, she caught backlash for it. But I, yeah, with the genie situation, I think more people are praising her than giving her backlash. So that's interesting because Fantasia did say the same thing a year ago. And like I said, I don't disagree with it. I, I want to see more men be the head of the household and step up, you know, in all aspects. I'm just step up when it's time to fuck. <laughs> um, naturally says, I love that you speak facts and, and don't fake shit. Pronounce Lee. Thank you. And I pronounced it right. Hey, <laughs> thank you for the super chat. I appreciate it. But um, so let's see here. What else was on topic? Hold on. I've been on here for an hour. I want to make sure I hit up all the topics here. So we, we talked about the Asian fetishes. Okay. Real Housewives of Atlanta. So let's get on this mess. Honey. You know, everybody wants to act like a good Christian, honey. A good Southerner. But the word to the curve via uh, Love B. Scott is that Cynthia Bailey had a, a bachelorette party because she's getting married. And during that bachelorette party, not one, but two of the so-called housewives, which is funny because most of these people are not married. But anyways, um, slept with a big long dong stripper. They said his damn he had a King Kong schlong from here to Hong Kong. <laughs> So they said two housewives were bouncing on that beef stick. And then they proceeded to, you know, snack on each other. So the housewives, certain housewives are coming out and saying, it wasn't me. I didn't do it. I don't get down like that. So let me go ahead and show y'all this real quick. Give me just a second to pull this up. And then we're going to... uh play the clip okay let's see so this was marlo she wrote on here oh this used to be my jam hashtag it wasn't me and then she's just dancing to the song okay i can't play too much you know youtube be bugging honey and then i believe okay this was kenya She's riding on a bull with her messy ass. <laughs> I live for Kenya's messiness. She says, stop playing. I wasn't the one riding the bull. Hashtag, it wasn't me. So Kenya and Marlo are saying that it wasn't them, honey. And then there's a new girl. Don't know who she is, but she's part of the, the Real Housewives. Um, her name is, what is her Latoya. And she wrote, it wasn't me. But the new girl says she wasn't riding on that eggplant either. So this is who I'm hearing that it was. Let me see if I can play. I'm going to play for you guys real quick. I'm hearing through the grapevine that it was Miss Portia Williams and Tanya time. Tanya Sams, who has a fiance. And I love me some Tanya, honey. Very sweet woman. I met her. Funny, real pretty girl. Um, Portia's gorgeous. I don't know what's going on with her and her ex-fiance. I guess they're not together 
at all anymore. But they're saying that Tanya and Portia were the guilty parties. They were riding on that big beef stick from here to Hong Kong. And they were performing stuff on each other. And that supposedly they try to make the camera people leave, but they got the audio. And right now they're threatening to possibly sue. This is all allegedly to sue Bravo if they air the audio of them having group sex. Let me go ahead and play y'all this. Yeah, Latanya's not, no, Latanya's not a housewife. She's engaged. That's why I said, I don't understand why they're calling it the real housewives or anything. Because most of these folks are not even married. Oh, I'm sorry. I clicked on somebody's name. Oh, I hate when you click on a name and then you got to go search for Here it is. Okay. She said, my husband was 20 when I met him. I was 16. We've been married for 15 years now. Thank you so much, Sharika, um, for that message. I appreciate it. Um, Yeah, you know, different relationships can work. Just because somebody's a little bit older than you doesn't make it horrible. Now, if a person is like 18, 19, and the guy is 35, I got to give you the side eye. There's really nothing you have that much in common with somebody who's 18 or 19. You know, like even for me, you know, I feel like I can't even see myself dating somebody younger than 25. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the 25-year-old who tried to call himself slipping in my DMs. <laughs> I laughed. He made sure to put his age first. I'm not mad at you because y'all don't play that shit. I just want to let you know I'm 25. You better be 25 sending me these fucking pictures. Anyways, let me go ahead here and play y'all the audio, hoodie. This shit is funny. Where's the audio? It's from Love B. Scott's podcast. Do I still have it up? Okay. Okay, yep, I do. Did the chat freeze? Am I still live? It's like the chat froze or something. I don't know. Okay. Let me make sure the other chat is working. I feel like the chat froze. Let me make sure I'm still, am I not live anymore? Uh Uh-oh. Am I still live or no? Okay, there it goes. Okay, good. I'm like, what happened? It's like it froze on my end. So I didn't know if YouTube booted me off because we were getting too sexual. But okay, I see you guys. Okay, good. I'm like, what happened? I was having fun. Goodness. Okay, good. Here you guys go. Okay. All right. I want to make sure I don't want to keep going with the stream if nobody can see or hear me. Okay, perfect. So let me go ahead and um, play you guys the audio from B. Scott. Give me just a second here. I'm just going to play like a quick minute where he's talking about it. Hey, there were some well-endowed strippers that came and performed for Cynthia's bachelorette party. And afterwards, a couple of um, the ladies got it in with strippers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> got it in from the strippers with the strippers and um yeah and uh you know like i talked to my my girlfriend dion you know they went they went pat 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 <laughs> <laughs> 
it was some pat pat papping going on and there were sounds and moans and things of that nature um so you know i'm just going to officially call this stripper gate mm. <laughs> so <laughs> some stripper gate <laughs> is going on okay let me come back on the screen hoodie so Love B. Scott said this is like some stripper gate shit going on. But like I said, the guilty party, it's being alleged, is uh Portia and, and Tanya. So that is who is being accused of, you know, stripper gate. So it's gonna be very interesting to see if this ends up being a part of this season on Real Housewives of Atlanta. Okay. So I just find that whole situation crazy. Um, let's see here. Monique Lowell since $99.99. Thank you so much, sis. Thanks for coming through with the super chat. I really appreciate it. So I'm glad I was able to see that here. I'm trying to go back through my um through the chats here. Let's see. Stephanie Brown sent a super sticker. Thank you for the super sticker. I appreciate it. So, yeah, so this whole situation is a mess. It's going to be very interesting to see how all of this plays out on this season of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. That's what I can't wait to see. Um, Sexy Bryn says she got her a 25-year-old, too, trying to be the man in her life. Okay, sis, we see you, honey. <laughs> Y'all are wildin', honey. So let me go ahead. The last topic I want to hit on before I go, because I've been on here for an hour and, oh, actually an hour. Okay, good. I thought I was on here a lot longer. Um, Keratin, I think that's how you pronounce it, sent a $49.99 super chat, says, for further research, I'm going to need to hear about that tape. L-O-L-T. Thank you so much for the super chat. I appreciate it. Yeah. I hope they end up making a part of the storyline, because then I'll definitely tune in. I want to know more. Okay. Definitely want to know more. Um, Dark Princess 04 says, send $20 and says, you're horny. Let's do it. Ride it, my pony. Mm. Okay, sis. Thank you so much for the super chat. Dark Princess be cracking me up. I'll be like, ooh, wee. Great artist. <laughs> um, JQuest says, love you and your podcast, T. You're looking good, Miss Ma'am. Thank you so much, Jay, and thanks for coming through. I appreciate it. So the final thing I want to hit on is, um, hold on, Daphne sent $2. She said, did you touch on the OnlyFans creator S-word? What do you mean S-word? I know they're beefing with um, the celebrities coming onto OnlyFans. I didn't get a chance to talk about that on the last stream. But they're saying that a lot. Oh, I know what you're saying. S word for S workers. I get it. It just clicked. Um, basically, OnlyFans has been randomly booting out S workers. And so a lot of S workers are upset. They're taking to the media and they're saying that they're now losing their positions because so many celebrities are flooding to OnlyFans. And I told folks this is what would happen. The same thing that happened on YouTube is the same thing happening with OnlyFans. Anytime and, and Instagram, when you have celebrities who have a recognizable brand and a, and a major brand and a global and a global brand, 
people are going to gravitate towards them. And especially when you have celebrities like Suki just doing whatever strange thing for some change, they're going to take away from regular girls who may not have been willing to go that far. So it's starting to be like a huge thing on um, OnlyFans where a lot of OnlyFans S workers are very, very upset with the celebrities and they feel like the celebrities are ruining the site. More, uh, more rules are being implemented because of Suki. You guys saw that I posted that over the weekend. They had um, sent out a notice. Let me see if I can find it on my Instagram page. Give me just a second here. Um, is this it? I post so much stuff, so sometimes it gets hard to see. But I had posted it this weekend where basically they had new rules um, about, you know, stopping people from throwing up and I don't like breastfeeding. It was this bunch of weird shit. Like they had to, they had implemented a bunch of new rules. Okay, here it is. I found it. Let me show this to y'all real quick. So this is what I had posted this weekend. S workers built OnlyFans. Now they say they're getting kicked off. So they're really upset about this and I don't blame them. Um, so this is a woman named Allie Awesome. She's an adult content creator. And so she's talking about how she got booted off of OnlyFans. And then these were new rules that I guess OnlyFans was sending out. Somebody from OnlyFans, one of the OnlyFans girls sent me this. And it says, we regret to inform you that that type of content, which is featured on your account, content which contains injuries, blood, fake blood, menstrual blood, wounds, Bruises with blood, spanks with blood, medical role play, medical procedures, needles, injections, stitching, injuries or risk of injuries, ashing cigars onto the body parts, asphyxiation, vomiting, vomiting play, fisting, knife play, bruises, urination, defecation, enema play, penetration with items not meant for assimilation, lactation and breastfeeding cannot be placed on OnlyFans. The fact that they have to have that many rules is disturbing. Okay. Um, it's, it's disturbing. Take that freaky shit to damn Pornhub. OnlyFans was never meant for this. So, and I blame OnlyFans. They're the ones who got starry eyed behind the celebrities and turned their backs on the folks who made their platform. Same thing YouTube did. YouTube became a global brand because of regular people such as, I'm not even going to say myself, who were like some of the top ones who made YouTube shit. Philip DeFranco, um, Smosh, you know, a lot of those old school people. Um, what's her name? She was funny. She used to like play all these different, she was an Asian YouTuber. She's played all these different characters. Um, I forget her name, uh, nigga Higa. And just, you know, all those old school YouTubers and the old school black comedians, you know, a lot of those people were the ones who made YouTube what it is. And then once YouTube started growing and getting more attention, especially from, you know, Hollywood and stuff like that, they changed their platform. So that's what's happening right now on OnlyFans. And a lot of the S workers are getting really upset about it. And they're really upset that a lot of celebrities are coming into their domain and basically taking food out their mouth, you know, but then it can also be argued like is is S work really work. And for some people, it is definitely work. You know, it's a lot of work, you know, no different than people kind of dismiss strippers like, oh, that's not real work. All you're doing is, you know, taking off your clothes and shaking your ass. 
well, I'm gonna say this. I took a pole dancing class one day. Me and my friend, we decided to take a pole dancing class and a, and a sexy chair dancing class because we wanted to, you know, do something sexy for our husbands when I was married. When I tell you, we both caught off of work the next day. And it wasn't because we had, you know, great S that night. We were sore. Like it was, it, I was sore. Like I literally had to be on pain meds. My arms, my legs. Pole dancing ain't no damn joke. It works every muscle that you, it was working muscles I didn't even know I damn had. You got to grip that pole with your thighs and shit. We both caught off of work. So that made me have new respect for pole dancers. You know, and I know even me, like when you go to the club and shit, you know, females, I'm going to the club later on. We walk around in high heels. By the end of the night, we're all walking bull-legged and crooked and shit. Our feet hurt. Now, imagine being a stripper and you have to be on them, them platform heels for eight hours straight. At least when we go to the club, we're only in our heels for maybe four hours. So that's a lot of work. You know, so I don't judge people. You know, you do what you got to do to, you know, to feed your family. But just make sure whatever you do, you can sleep at night. So, you know, I just think the whole situation is it's messed up what's going on with OnlyFans. But again, it's happened on every platform. Back in the day, Instagram was just for regular folks to take pictures. You know, hey, I'm at the store. Selfie. You know, hey, I'm in the mountains. Me and my boo. You know, heart. Hey, look what I ate for dinner. You know, spaghetti and fish. You know, shit like that. Then it became like this whole glam thing and filters and, you know, you could how, you better not take a selfie without being all the way made up, you know? So it's really changed, but it changed once that celebrity aspect came on there because then everybody wanted to look like Kendall Jenner and Kylie Jenner and, you know, Kim Kardashian. Whereas before everybody was okay just looking like themselves. Now, you know, everybody looks the same. Not everybody, but, you know, a lot of people. So, you know, they ruined some stuff. Somebody says, hazard pay for stripping. That'd be funny. A, a stay safe clubbing in the pandemic. Um, no, it's just a lounge. It's just something small. It's not, it's nothing like that. Trust me. Ain't no clubs open right now. I wish. It's something small. I need to get out the house. But um, somebody says spaghetti and fish. <laughs> Let me see here. These comments got me cracking up. Um, Sammy, I see your comments. Sammy says, look in the comments, T. I see you, Sammy, but you're not telling me what you got to say. But I see you. Thank you for coming to the chat. Um, Love Angel sent 499 says, please speak on it. Love it. Just made a new member. I try to tell my mom this all the time, and she just doesn't get it. Thank you so much for the super chat. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming through. Um, let's see here. Indigo Gaming says, I'm 27, about to turn 28. What you trying to do? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> Thank you for the super chat. <laughs> There's nothing wrong, you know what I'm saying, with like with, with, with younger guys, you know, but you got to be a young guy who's on your shit. You know what I'm saying? Your name has gaming in it, so I'm giving you the side eye. Are you getting paid to game? Or are you going to be the king of the living room in my house? That's what we got to discuss. Where's your mentality at with this gaming? Okay. <laughs> well, thank you for the super chat. Um, Jay Stavia says, T, she meant someone killed themselves. Playboy peanut S word. Oh, that's what she meant? Oh, I don't know about that. I thought y'all was talking about the, the, the S workers. Because that's what we were talking about the last stream that I didn't get to hit on. Thank you for letting me know that, Jay. I appreciate it. And thank you for the super chat. I'll look into that. I don't know who Playboy peanut is. Or why he did that. 
Did he do it on on OnlyFans in front of everybody? Now I'm curious. Let me go ahead and Google. I've never heard it. I don't, I'm not on OnlyFans like that. I know a few of y'all have tried to get me to join y'all's OnlyFans. But then when I went to join, y'all was charging 50 bucks and shit. I need to know what I'm going to get first before I just send you 50 bucks. Okay, uh, let me see. I, I Googled his name. They said he passed away. Was found dead in the early hours of today by his son. I don't know. He's handsome, but nobody's saying like, so what happened? He's from New Orleans, I'm seeing. Yeah, nobody's saying what happened. They're just saying he was found dead. Like, did he do something to himself on OnlyFans, like in front of everybody? I'm confused. I don't know who that was. Rest in peace to him, though. I didn't know that's what I was talking about. So thank you for clearing that up. I appreciate it. Um, Let's see here. Tinkerbell says, love you. Glad I caught you. Um, Love, and I love that color on you. I love how real you are. I also enjoy seeing you on Instagram. Thank you so much, Tinkerbell. I appreciate it. Thank you for the super chat as well. So, yes, you guys, y'all are laughing at him. Like, I'm telling I have standards. So you can't try and holler at me and you got gaming in your name. I want to know, can we turn this into a business? Can we game together? Can we start a gaming channel? Like, what, what you trying to do, gamer? Or are you just going to be the king of the living room? Like, that's what I'm saying. That's what I want to know. Okay? I need to make sure at 27, 28 years old, you're on your shit. I'm not trying to be nobody's sugar mama. I'm not raising nobody's child. Got my own kids to raise. So that's what I'm saying. (laughs) Okay, so let me go ahead and get to the last um, topic before I leave here. Because I've been on here for an hour and 13 minutes. This stream is just funny. These comments are funny. I'm having a really good time. So thank you guys so much. Um, Kelly Yang sent $4.99. She says, sending love from NYC. I hope celebrities don't ruin podcasting. Sis, me and you both. Because I notice every celebrity has a podcast and every celebrity don't need to be given an opinion on shit. Okay. There's a few that I've checked out that I wasn't impressed with. I just, I kind of like more the grassroots, just the regular smuggler people, because they're just going to keep it a little bit more honest. They're not worried about, you know, hurting feelings per se. You know, they can keep it on a more respectable level, but still hold people accountable. So I haven't really seen too many celebrity podcasts that I've really jive with yet, but I'm, I'm searching for some. So let me go ahead and um, live. Raquel says, you better go ahead and let these little boys know, T. Amen, sis. You know what I'm saying? we uh, Closed mouth don't get fed. I'm going to keep it 100 over here. I'm not trying to be nobody's sugar mama. I'm not raising nobody's black son or white son or Asian son. You better be coming to the table with some shit, even if you're only 25, period. (laughs) So let's go ahead and talk about Travis Scott, honey. So if y'all don't know, this just tickled me. Travis Scott, the same one who basically, you know, uh, pimped these kids for damn McDonald's burgers. Just ran game. It was just a regular damn burger and fries, and you got barbecue sauce. So then he called it the Travis Scott burger. So Travis Scott did an interview the other day. And in that interview, he was basically stating that he's raising a strong, he's raising Stormy, his daughter, with Kylie Jenner to be a strong black woman. So this has um, caused some controversy. 
Let me see if I can find the part here. Because it's, it's kind of a long article. I ain't trying to read all that shit. Because, uh, of course, he's invoking Breonna Taylor's name like they always do. So I think this is it right here. Yeah, this is it. So let me go ahead and show y'all this. I'm going to go ahead and read it to y'all. Give me just a second. Pull this up real quick. Okay. So this is the article here. Travis Scott raising Stormy to be a strong black woman. Um, It's way more important now to protect our young black daughters and women. Okay. So it says here, Travis Scott is doing everything in his power to ensure that his daughter Stormy will grow up to be a strong black woman. The 29-year-old recently did an interview with Apple Music Station and with fellow singer Brian Tilson. He opened up about how the current climate has inspired him to instill certain teachings and values now more than ever when it comes to his two-year-old, whom he shares with ex-girlfriend Kylie Jenner. He shared that when he was asked by Chase B., how he feels about raising children in this day and age with everything going on. He stated, I feel like it's way more important now to protect our young black daughters, women. You know what I mean? He said, make sure they have knowledge of just, of just like how to carry thyself and how to move in this world, how to be strong, how to, how to not even be scared to take that risk on any idea jump out on any type of creativity. Now more than ever, it's like they have the vision, he added, where it's for anything a man can do, anything a woman can do. They got like pure vision. You know what I'm saying? So it's just all about that. I really wish it was just in his audio because that was a terrible thing to read. It sounded like I was dyslexic or something. It was just real broken up. But um. I just find this really interesting. Let me say this. I know that kind of bothered a lot of people. Um, let me be honest. Because that's all I can be. Somebody, oh God, y'all don't put out the tiny violins. Oh my goodness. So this is how I feel about that. You know, kudos to him for, you know, trying to install, um, you know, something good in his child. You know, I always say it's it's good to see a father be there for their children and be, you know, try and be a positive influence. And, you know, you're supposed to tell your child, regardless of their ethnicity, positive affirmations. OK, so let me start with that. But and it's good that he is being an active father as well. So let me start with the positives. Now, I have to get down to the nitty gritty. Your child is not black, Travis. OK, your daughter is biracial. So let's start there. I get kind of annoyed when a lot of these hip hop dudes will have children, you know, with women of other races. And then when it's convenient, they're black. If you wanted a full black daughter, you would have a, you know, you would have a child with a black woman. It's just that simple. Kylie's not black, no matter how, you know, much she injects into her lips and her ass and her tits. She's a white girl, right? Nothing wrong with that. So, you know, your daughter is not going to be seen in the same light or treated in the same manner as a child who is full black. So let's let's keep that real. Also, let's also talk about privilege. Your daughter will never be in the same situation 
as a Breonna Taylor or anybody else who's living, you know, and I don't even want to use Breonna Taylor's name because that's more tragic. So no, let's let's scratch that. Let's not say Breonna Taylor, even though he invoked her name. Your daughter's not going to be in the same situation financially as the average black girl in like a low income area in the hood and things like that. So, you know, while I can take the good parts away and say that's cool, that he's an active father and that he's trying to, you know, teach his daughter the way of the world and things like that. Um, I'm not going to give props to something that's just not true. Economically, your daughter is not going to be in the same, you know what I'm saying, situation or or face some of the same hurdles. I'll say that. Face some of the same hurdles as a full black child in a low income area. Okay. And then the fact that she's a Jenner as well, Jenner slash Kardashian, she's definitely going to live a very different life. So instead of trying to be disingenuous and just trying to have a, a conversation because, you know, now it's cool to be woke. You know, now it's cool to invoke Breonna Taylor's name. It's cool to invoke Elijah McClain's name. And, you know, it's cool to be pro Black Lives Matter because, you know, it's cool. Because this is the same dude when everybody was boycotting the Super Bowl because of Kaepernick, Travis Scott was like, no, I'm still going to perform. So I have the right to question and side eye things and be like, are you really being genuine? Because people have short term memory on the Internet. Remember that everybody was boycotting the Super Bowl, not Travis Scott. He went right up there and performed. And I'm not knocking him. Get your bag. But I just find it very funny now, not even a few years later, everybody's team Black Lives Matter and team Black people. But when Black folks told you not to perform, you basically gave them the finger and you still went to go perform. Am I lying? Put a teacup, if y'all remember, Travis Scott performing, even though everybody was, you know, all the celebrities supposedly were boycotting. That's just the truth of the matter. So for me... I, I, I'm not going to co-sign and be like, oh, this is so deep. And yes, raise that strong black woman, because that's not going to be her reality. What you need to teach her is definitely teach her about her black side. Because that's one thing like I've always felt. And I know, you know, like I said, for me, um, I'm not going to tell a biracial person what they choose to see themselves at. That's not my place. Right. So. Some biracial people may see themselves more as black because they were raised with their black family. Other biracial people may see themselves more as white. But it's funny because the ones who were raised with their white family and raised in white neighborhoods and went to predominantly white schools, they get shamed if they see themselves more as white. But nobody ever shames biracials who see themselves more as black, which I think is kind of crazy. In my personal opinion, I've always felt that biracial people are of both worlds. And there's nothing wrong with that. I refuse to shame somebody or tell somebody that you have to claim that you're black when you have an Asian mother or you have a white mother or you have a, you know, a, a Iranian father. No, I wouldn't want somebody, you know, not acknowledging me and being a part of my child and my child's makeup just because their father is white or just because their father is Latino. That's not OK. So for me, I've always seen biracial people as just that, biracial. But now, if a biracial person sees themselves as Black, that is their prerogative. I can't tell people how to see themselves. You get what I'm saying? But I'm just telling you where I'm coming from. So I think it's kind of disingenuous to say that you're raising a strong Black daughter when that's not the truth of the matter. 
And so many people, especially the mush mouths, when you look at most of the pro-blacks and the mush mouths, they all scream black family and we're raising a black family. But then when you go to look at this black family, it's not really a black family. There's a black father, but usually the mother is not black and the children are not full black. So again, it's just people being disingenuous and just jumping on a trend and trying to be cool. It's okay to just be who you are. It's okay to have biracial children. It's okay to have children with other races of people and just claim that. If he would have said, I'm raising my child to be a strong biracial little girl, I'd have respected that 100%. Because why? That's facts. She's a biracial little girl. That's just how I feel on the matter. I ain't got to agree. But that's how I feel about the situation. I don't consider Stormy Black. Um, yeah, I don't consider none of them black. Not even true. Let's see here. Um, Hudson River sent 499. She says, Hosley gets shamed for claiming her blackness. You know, I didn't know who Hosley was. I seen a lot of y'all talking about her in the stream. And I went to Google her. I didn't know who she was per se. But then once I Googled her, I was like, oh, I didn't know that was her name. I thought she was a white woman. I never knew she was black or mixed or whatever, you know, mixed. She's very racially ambiguous. And I think there was even an article that came up at one point in time. She kind of just more or less passed for white because her dad's real light skinned. Maybe he looks like he could be mixed with something. But yeah, she's very racially ambiguous. So again, I just think that's disingenuous to if she wants to claim herself as black and that's her experience. That's fine. Like I said, people are allowed to claim, you know, to view themselves how they view themselves. I can't speak on her experience. But for me, on the outside looking in, phenotypically, I don't consider her a black woman. I just don't. Until y'all mentioned her name, I went to Google. I'm like, well, who's this white lady? I was so confused. And then when I was looking at her backstory, I'm like, oh, okay. She's just really, really racially ambiguous, you know? So I don't know. That's just how I feel about the situation. Um, Lavender Brown said 999. She says Stormy won't have the black experience unless she ends up like Mayweather's daughters trying to overcompensate. LOL. Love you, T, for speaking the truth. Thank you so much. I appreciate the super chat. Um, Tafero says, hey, T, my name is Tafero. Oh, I, I said it right. Look at that. He says, my Uber passenger said you're sexy. Oh, wow. Just that I tell you since he's all up in my damn phone. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Tom, I said thank you and thank you for the super chat. Is he single? What he do for a living? How you doing? <laughs> Look at y'all trying to hook up on TT via the live stream. Thank you. <laughs> Kim Star says, T, don't forget shit. I remember that. You have to, you have the right to side eye it. Love you, T. Continue saying sweet and true. That's rare. Thank you so much. Yeah, I think a lot of people forgot that. So they were like, you know, really praising him. And I'm just like, I don't know if this whole new wokeness is really authentic. You know, that's how I looked at the article. <laughs> um, Toffee Copy says, Chrisette Michelle, Chrisette Michelle was blackballed for performing at the inauguration, yet Travis never got the same treatment. Mm, you better speak on it. You're not lying, sis. We ain't seen Chrisette Michelle since. And before that, she was really beloved. And her, basically, her career just tanked. She was all types of bedwinches and, you know, white man's, you know, B's and, and, and C's and all types of mess. And her career has not 
bounce back from that. Travis Scott doing just fine. So, you know, again, it, it also plays into like how, you know, black women get treated versus black men when people feel like they've sold out. So that was a really good point. Thank you for bringing that up. Kevin Dukes. What's up, Kevin? That's my blogger. Hey, how you doing? He says, been sipping since your video on the Oakland salon beating. How many can say that? Amen. That was one of my first little mini viral videos. And that's the video that made me realize, like, you can't just get on camera looking any type of way. I, I mean, that video to this day was just so crazy because it was late at night. I just got off of work, changed into my pajamas, had on like a Minnesota Vikings, like, T-shirt. I was living in North Carolina at the time. And so, you know, I had on like my little do-rag. I just look crazy, honey. And so, and I'm watching the video because people were emailing it to me because that's when you could email people directly on YouTube. So I'm going through my YouTube messages and I'm getting emailed the video and it was pissing me off. So I was like, I got to talk about this right now. So I'm in my bed and I'm like ranting like, that's messed up. And y'all jumped or y'all some punks. I'm going off, not thinking nothing about it. I go to bed. I wake up the next day, you know, get ready, go to work. The video is just picking up steam. <laughs> and it's me in my pajamas with like a do-rag on looking crazy, ranting and raving. And it was so funny because I remember when I lived in Charlotte and I would take the boys to go get their hair cut. And I would literally walk into like the barber shop, and all the dudes are like, you're that girl from YouTube, the saloon beatdown, the salon beatdown. We seen your video. And I'm like, oh. Of all videos, not the one where I'm dressed up and I look, you know, presentable. It's the one where I'm in bed like, hey, y'all, I'm pissed. <laughs> so, Kevin, you just brought that back. You just brought that back for real, for real. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was crazy. Yes, I'm Team Vikings, honey. I do not bandwagon jump. I, I've been Team Vikings forever. I don't bandwagon jump. That is my team. Purple and gold all day. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, Mo Lo oh, Mawande, I think I pronounced it okay. Sorry. Says Meghan Markle used to identify as a Caucasian when she was still acting. Now she identifies as African-American. Yeah, because she wants that title of being the, the first African-American princess, which to me was just so stupid. You know, it's like I had never really heard of her before she got with Prince Harry. But to look at her, I, she doesn't look African-American to me. She looks biracial. Right. And even more racially ambiguous. And so I remember everybody kept acting like they're about to have this chocolate prince. Oh, there's going to be chocolate in the palace. Oh, the baby's going to be melanated. And I'm like, are these people stupid? Because when I look at, you know, King, oh, no, he's not a king. What is he? Prince Harry. White man with red freckles and, you know, red hair. Meghan Markle, very racially ambiguous. Where is this chocolate going to come in from? And then when the baby was born, people were, like, disappointed. I'm like, are y'all slow? Do y'all understand genetics? Like, the baby is, like, literally, like, what, like, 75% white, 25% black? And they really thought they were going to have a chocolate offspring. The mush mouths, honey. That's why I don't take them seriously at all. Um, let's see here. Brittany Jones sends $99.99. Thank you so much for the super chat, sis. She says, the bullet fragments in Meg's foot match to the gun found on Tori. Him saying it wasn't him looks worse because if it was someone else who shot her, they are going to feel 
they're going to feel he took the gun to cover up the crime. That's worse than shooting someone. Now, that's very interesting. So thank you so much for the super chat. Thank you for that message. Like I said, I'm I'm definitely going to wait to see how all this plays out because I'm sure they're going to end up going to trial and then everything will eventually come out then. But yeah, thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. Um, Antonio sends $10. He said, hey, T, love your channel and how you keep it honest and real. Have you noticed that the liberal media keeps emphasizing Kamala Harris is a full black woman when she's black and Indian? Exactly. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. She's another one. I'm who got mad at me because I said I don't I don't consider Obama black. I consider him biracial. Shut the hell up. He's the first black president. I'll praise it when I see a, a black, a phenotypically black, dark skinned man as president. I don't think that will ever happen. But Obama was a good start. But I consider him biracial. And that's OK. He is biracial. Kamala Harris, again, a biracial woman. She's black and Indian. And one thing I've always liked about Kamala up until now, she has always embraced both sides. She's talked very highly of her Indian background. And it seemed like she was more or less raised with her Indian family than even her black Jamaican family. So I don't understand how it goes from her wearing saris, you know, little the traditional Indian gowns and speaking highly of her Indian culture to now she's like a black, you know, full black woman. I don't know. It's just strange how the media just plays that. You know, they just they switch it up. Now, all of a sudden, she's full black. I'm like, but a year ago, she was black and Indian. Everybody would say, you know, Indian and black Kamala, Indian and black Kamala. So I don't know. They switched it up quick. Um, Sharonda Baskin Smith says it's cool to be black until they got to be black. Mm? <laughs> Thank you for the super chat, sis. <laughs> um Key Yoka says, T, do you think you would ever do a hair care routine? I'm curious on how you protect your ends. Thank you so much for the super chat. I, those hair videos, my hair videos are long gone. I don't do hair videos anymore. I mean, every now and then I'll pop up on Instagram with my real hair and, you know, show y'all me doing henna or something to my hair. But yeah, I don't know. I can't say I will, you know, maybe. But yeah, thank you, though. I appreciate the super chat. Um, Shay Hood says, girl, them red lips look luscious. Thank you, sis. I appreciate it. <laughs> so, yeah, um, there's somebody here screaming that Kamala Harris is black. I mean, that's fine. Like I said, people can look at things how they want. If you want to look at her and consider her a black woman, that's fine. If you want to look at little Stormy and consider her a black baby, that's fine. People ask for my opinion. Is this my show or your show? Right. So that's just my opinion. I don't consider her black. I consider her black and Indian. And, you know, like I said, I always respected the fact that she definitely showcased both halves. So I don't know. I just do find it funny now that when I watch CNN, it's, you know, the black vice presidential candidates. It's like, oh, OK, because I wasn't calling her the black, you know, senator or anything like that a year ago. But maybe I'm mistaken. I don't know. Um, Let's see here. Kamala Harris was Indian before black. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought that she more or less claimed more of her Indian side more than her black side. But, I, you know, like I said, I'm not sure. Um, Chan says Kamala Harris is, hold on, it just disappeared. Kamala Harris is Jamaican and Indian. That's two nationalities, not black. That's the color of a crayon. Mm, I agree. I agree. Um. 
Satchel Page sent $5. He says, go Lakers, purple and gold all day. Who's here rooting for the Lakers? They're in that bubble playing. It's going to be interesting. I don't think the bubble is the same for me. Like, I've tried to watch a few games. I just don't like the bubble thing. Because it just lets me know, like, it's not the same. Like, I want the old NBA back with the people in the stands and, you know, People, you know, catching random people, dancing during halftime, doing crazy stuff. I miss that. I do. Okay, so some of y'all going for the heat? Okay. So some are heat, and we see some Lakers fans in here. A lot of Lakers fans, actually. Okay, I'm seeing y'all coming through now. All right, y'all. On that note, that's all I have for the stream. I appreciate you guys joining me today. I've been on for an hour and 36 minutes. This was an awesome stream. I think we talked about a lot of stuff. We kept it real in here. Had a lot of good dialogue. I spilled some old sports tea. I didn't know that y'all didn't know this. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to shock you guys, but, you know, I had to keep it real about Karl Malone and, you know, uh, the Kobe situation. So once again, you guys, thanks for taking time out of your day to join me on this Friday. Um, You guys have a good day. You know, enjoy the rest of your evening. I am. It's nice out. So I'm definitely going to, you know, get out and go visit some people and have fun. And you guys do the same. And I'll see you guys in a few days. All right. Deuces.